Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus. I'm here to bring you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to tackle that question of, should I grade homework? And if I do, how should I do it? And I can't wait to get into this question with you. There's no one right answer, but I've tried a few different things. I just want to share my experience and what I came up with and what worked well for me and for my students. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to share with you a little secret, or I don't know if it's quite a secret, but I am in the process right now of writing another book, and I'm really excited to share it with you all. It is not done yet. I don't have a name for it yet, but it's going to be a sequel to Create Your Dream Classroom. So just wanted to mention it. I'm excited about that. And if you haven't checked out our other books yet, you can check them out at teachfortheheart.com slash books. If you haven't read Create Your Dream Classroom yet, that's there. And also our Teach Uplifted Devotions for Teachers book at teachfortheheart.com slash books. And I'll certainly let you know when the new book is ready and we've settled on a title for it. Right now, though, we're going to be talking about grading homework. And as I said, there's quite a few different views about whether or not homework should be graded or honestly even whether you should give homework. Some say absolutely yes, others definitely no, and still others just give a completion grade but not grade the work itself. I suppose I've actually fallen into all the, all three of those different camps at different points, but none of them seem quite right to me. First of all, before I get into these, uh, my experience, I do want to say that I am of the belief that less homework is better than more, or at least the homework needs to be valuable. But as a middle school math teacher, I realized practicing is very important. So unless you're going to flip your class, which is wonderful, and we have lots of resources for that as well, um, but unless you want to flip your class and to have students watch the lectures at night for homework and work during the day. Um, if Unless you're going to flip it, there's going to be homework. And even if you flip it, then you have classwork. So this really works for both homework and classwork. I was faced with the dilemma of what do we do with this? So anyhow, I was taught in college, the way they recommended was never to count homework for points. It was simply practice. And so just record whether or not the student did the homework. If they didn't do it, the way they worked it and the way they recommended was that you assigned extra work and just moved on. Okay, I tried that. The problem was students quickly realized that if homework doesn't count for a grade why should I try? Now, of course, my motivated students did try, but my unmotivated students, not quite as much. And I'll be honest, I didn't blame them. When I remember when I was in high school, if a teacher never checked or never asked if we did something, I soon got out of the habit of doing it myself. And I was an A student. So it just wasn't working too well to not check it. Assigning a completion grade wasn't much better either. I remember getting homework that was looked like they just scribbled down random numbers on a torn out sheet of computer paper. It was a mess. It was a disaster. So I, I just found that the student's grade work was getting worse and worse. But once again, some students did excellent work, but a lot of them just threw something down on paper and said they were done. It just wasn't working. So I knew I needed to change, but I wasn't too thrilled with giving a percentage either. Remember, I taught math, and so maybe I gave, let's say, six problems on an assignment. 
Is it really fair to give them an 83% if they missed one problem? Or if they made two mistakes and got four out of six right to give them a 67%? That seemed way too harsh, especially considering a lot of them be getting 50s, 33s, or 17s if they made more mistakes. It just didn't seem right to me. The goal was to practice, to do their best, but not to get penalized like crazy for a few mistakes. And I've seen a lot of students give grade homework on this type of just, you know, give a to give a fraction, four out of five, six out of 10, something like that. And that may be okay for something like reading where you can definitely look up and find the answer and everyone should get them all right. But for something where you're practicing, something like math, it's not expected that the students get every problem right. And so we shouldn't grade it in that way. I wanted my students to do their best on their homework, but I also wanted to re- did not want to reward them with horrible grades when they inevitably made mistakes that are part of the learning process. So as I was thinking about this, I knew I needed to hold them accountable without destroying their grades. So I thought about it, and I finally came up with a solution that I was happy with, and I've never heard anyone else recommend this. So that's why I wanted to share it with you. It's somewhat unique. I decided I would grade homework a little unconventionally. Now, I typically only assigned about six or seven problems for a homework assignment. I did that intentionally because I wanted to keep the homework at a reasonable amount. We practiced a lot in class, so I only wanted to give a few problems to cement it in their mind. So anyhow, since I only gave six or seven problems, I decided to take off five points for each problem that was attempted valiantly but incorrect. I would take off 15 points, however, if they didn't try it at all. So in other words, with six or seven problems, each each question is worth about 15 points. So if they didn't try it at all, minus 15. But if they tried all the problems, even if they got all of them wrong, they couldn't get any worse than a 65. So let me explain how I'm doing this. It's a little bit hard to talk about audibly. So if you'd like to see this, head to teachfortheheart.com slash grade homework, and you can see this visually what I'm saying. So anyhow, here's, if they at least tried every problem, right? If they tried every problem, they did their best, it was minus five each. Minus zero then would be 100. Minus 1 and 95, minus 290, minus 385, minus 480, minus 575, minus 670, minus 765. Okay, got it? Five points each. Not only was this very easy for me, it was easy to know, and I got very used to it, you know, minus 385, but also it allowed the students grace. It still made them put an effort. So if they missed all the problems, they got a 65. That was a D. So it's not a wonderful grade, but they're not failing either. It's not going to kill them like a zero would. Um, if they tr- if they missed two problems, which was reasonable, they got a 90, an A minus. So students wanted to do their best. There was an incentive to get them right. But if they got them wrong, it didn't kill their grade. And so I felt like it was really fair. And it was also very easy. I rewarded their attempt and their effort. But I also didn't just give them 100 just for throwing something on the paper. It was really a happy medium. Now, as I said, if someone didn't finish the prob- the assignment, their grade was not so pretty. Um, so I'd take off, like I said, 15 points for each problem they didn't even attempt. And so that got really ugly really quickly. But once again, that was their fault for not even trying. 
Now, if your assignments are longer, or for example, sometimes I would use this similar scale for grading classwork. And a, a classwork assignment maybe had 20 problems on it. So if I took five points off there, that's just back to a regular grading scale and they miss, you know, miss them all, you'd get all the way down to a zero. So just pick another number, like maybe two points each. Um, I liked to go with something where if they missed all of them, they would get a D. That's where I liked to come out. And once again, I like to keep the math simple. So two points each, five points each, um, three or four points each could work too, but two and five make it really simple. So come up with something that works for you, um, but I that that worked for me and I really liked it. Now, just a little caveat here. I used to take off additional points when students didn't follow directions. I'm talking things like using pen instead of pencil, using the wrong type of paper, not using graph paper for graphs, not putting their name on their paper, not showing work, et cetera, et cetera. But my administrator didn't like this. They said it wasn't in alignment with our school policy. So I had to come up with another idea. And I'm actually really glad that that happened because what I came up with ended up being better and I want to recommend it to you. Instead of taking off points when students didn't have their name, follow directions, show their work, etc., which I found out they didn't really motivate them very much. At least it didn't seem like it because I kept getting the same thing over and over. Instead, I made them either complete it or redo the incorrect parts. For example, if they used pen instead of pencil, I put their grade in the grade book, but I wrote down that they needed to redo it and they had to redo it in pencil. Um, same thing if they didn't show their work or decided to use computer paper instead of line paper. Um, so... Did this take a little bit more paperwork on my part? Yes, it did. Um, I basically kept a running list of things that I were missing, and you know, occasionally I would have a time where I would, I would, I would print it off and tell them, "Hey, you need to, you need to get this to me." And then, just either once a quarter or a few times a quarter, I would have a time where we were going to have maybe a free day, and everyone would have to finish those things if they wanted to participate in the free day. Or at the end of the quarter, um, I would just knock off points, uh, go back in and change the grade, or knock off points if they hadn't finished their work. So find a system that works for you. But I did find that having them redo it at first was a big pain because I had to get on them. I had to keep track of it. But very quickly, they got the message, I don't want to redo this homework. I'm just going to do it right the first time. And stuff like that reduced dramatically. And so the, the effort I put forth in the beginning was really worth it on the back end. And so that's kind of what I'm recommending to you. If you're really having trouble with this and it's bothering you and you can't figure out what to do, maybe try giving them their grade. Don't don't mess up their grade, but have them redo it and see if that within a few weeks, you might see a big difference. All right, there's so much more we could talk about here. And I hope that you'll hop over to teachfortheheart.com slash grade homework and share your thoughts. I also link over there to another post that talk gives 10 tips for giving and managing homework without going crazy. So if you're thinking, okay, how exactly do this work? I didn't want to go too far into all that of how I managed and kept track of homework and everything like that. So you can check that out at 10 tips for giving and managing homework. That's at teachfortheheart.com slash grade homework. You can check out that there. Thank you so much for being here. It was so great to be with you. Um, I'm going to pause and pray real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Lord, thank you for these teachers and just the work that they do every day and just their diligence and their effort. Help them to know that they are working for you, and even when no one else sees that you see. I pray that you will encourage them. I pray that you will help them be creative and to think of creative solutions that will help them and their students and their classroom to run smoothly. Thank you that they are here today, and just give them 
um, just strengthen them, give them grace and encouragement today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So glad to have you here. Want to encourage you with one other thing. If you love this podcast, would you share it with a friend? Uh, just he- tell them, check out the Teach for the Heart podcast or send them to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast. Um, we'd love, we have so many teachers that enjoy the podcast, but we'd love uh, to be able to help more teachers as well. Thank you so much for being here. Looking forward to seeing you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.